Hey, Christian podcasters and creatives, it is time for the event of the year, the 2023 Spark Media Podcast Conference and Award Ceremony. Come connect with trailblazers, authors, publishers, Christian speakers, business leaders, and more this fall in Houston, Texas on September 28th to the 30th. Learn from industry experts and celebrate the most captive voices in Christian podcasting. The Spark Media Ignite event is more than a conference. It is a celebration of Christian community where passion meets kingdom innovation. Don't miss out. Come spark your soul message and ignite your voice at the 2023 Spark Media Podcast Conference and Award Ceremony. Get your tickets today at sparkmedia.ventures. You are listening to the Spark Influence Podcast with Spark Media founders, Peter and Misty Phillip. Spark Influence is a podcast about living a life with intention in marriage, family, ministry, and as business leaders. This show is brought to you by the Spark Media Podcast Network. Visit sparkmedia.ventures for more inspiring podcasts. Welcome back to the Spark Influence with Peter and Misty Phillip. Hey, baby. So excited to be back on the mic with you today. This show is one where we dive into being intentional at the intersection of faith, family, business, and leadership. And today we have a thought-provoking topic, and that is how do we respond when Christians don't act like Christians in the business world? Now, this is something that I have a really difficult time with in general, because I think if you proclaim to be a believer, then you should behave the way the Bible lays out for us to behave. And we're going to dive into that in in a minute. I know, Peter, you're going to have wisdom for us. But before we do, in Ephesians, Paul teaches on the fundamentals of living the Christian life. And he stresses that you are to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. That comes from Ephesians 4.1. And that word walk has to do with behavior. It's, it's, it's how we behave. It refers to our daily conduct and how we live our Christian life day by day. Ephesians 4 actually says, I therefore a prisoner for the Lord urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. And that word prisoner for the Lord is, I believe in the Greek is, is doulos, right? And it is like being sold out to the Lord. And that's what Paul says, hey, I'm sold out to the Lord and you need to to be careful about how you walk. So I thought that would be a great scripture to to frame this conversation. I know for me that this topic is perplexing because I hold my faith very dearly. Yes, you do. And I expect other people who profess to be believers to behave in a man, in a manner worthy of their calling like Paul says and it doesn't always work out that way. So what do we do, baby? What do we do? What do you tell me when when I come to you with these situations? Uh, I've experienced a lot recently where I've been surprised by people's lack of integrity or their greed or just some of the other um, self-serving, yeah. Self-serving. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of of 
narcissism, e- even in the Christian writing speaking space, I can I can see it, and it, it's troubling. It's too much pride, a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, this is this is an interesting topic, I think, because so some Christians believe or have been led to believe by society that you can compartmentalize your Christianity. You can put it in that box and you unpack it on the weekends and you unpack it when it's valuable to you when necessary. But, you know, famously like Nancy Pelosi said, right, that uh, her, she's a, she's a Christian allegedly. um, And that her belief in abortion does not, she doesn't interact. Those two don't intersect like her faith because that's her personal belief but then when it comes to business and her doing the people's business in Congress, she's fighting for women to have the right to do that. So she's, she's completely split those, right? So I think the world has moved along those lines where, and, and it's not been helped, it's been hindered by HR departments and, and other part businesses where it's like, leave your Christianity at the door, don't bring it in, right? And Christians don't stand up for that. And the more we don't stand up for it, the farther and farther that line's gone. And a lot don't want to bring it up. They're not. They're not on fire. They don't have the faith to say, "No, I'm a Christian. I absolutely believe this." And then this is how things should be. And and if you take it even further, when Christians are knowingly interacting with Christians, then they start doing the reverse, where they start saying, "Well, this is the business world, and I'm going to apply it this way, and we're going to do it this way." And a handshake maybe is not, you know, I've given you my word or my vow, and I'm, I'm, that doesn't. That's not. I need legal papers and lawyers and. Right, so they they've pushed the boundary the other way. Like right? it goes back the other way, and that's really that gets really they hide behind that secularism to say, yeah, you know, I, I know I said we were going to do it this way, and this was the right thing to do. Like I should do this right for you, but I'm still going to end up not because it benefits my business. So greed and those things really muddy the water, and people, you know, the sad sign like when you look at the Christian world, the divorce rate is no different than the secular world. I think a lot of Business in the Christian world looks no different than business in the secular business world. Yeah, I think one of the things that has been challenging for me is I don't do well at confrontations. So when someone is not behaving in a way, I have a difficult time coming to them and saying, hey, you know, let's not do things this way. Or have you thought about doing things another way? And I, th- I think I'm getting better at it because because I've been put into some very uncomfortable situations. And I think that we always need to approach them with wisdom and grace. You know, you are a man and sometimes you have more like your response to things, especially when it comes to me. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm all about conflict. Like I'm all about, is, I'm all about the conflict. Right. right. Yeah. And you're like, don't you want to do this? Or don't you think you should do that? And I'm like, you know, no, I'm, I'm going to let the Lord deal with that. Because I think there are some things that we need to engage in conversation when it's not right. If, if we see someone, you know, stealing in the office, like we should say something to them like that's not right. Or maybe go to a supervisor and, and say something about that. Because if they're professing to be a believer, yet they're, you know, stealing money from the company, those two things don't jive. But, you steal little, you'll steal big. Like, yeah, me too. Right. If you inadvertently take pins and stuff home, but if you're like resupplying your office uh, and you're, you, that opportunity, that your consciousness is no, because to God, it descends the sin, man. It doesn't, 
you know, murder and any of the commandment breaks, like all that stuff is, he sees it the same, he paints it with the same brush, right? So if you're dealing with someone who has no problem doing that and stealing those little things, they are probably going to not have a problem stealing big things. And it's just opportunity, right? If the opportunity doesn't present itself, they may not do it or others may conspire to go that way, right? Or there are people who are just flat out bad actors, even though they may profess to be Christian or they use that in the business world, right? And and falsely. um, Yeah. Well, I'm really glad that you said that because we also have that in the church, in the Christian community, in the Christian world and, and marketplace ministry and all of those things, because I do believe there are some people who purposefully come like wolves in sheep's clothing. And so they don't have a conscience. They're going to use this. It takes charlatans. It takes wisdom and discernment to understand people's character. And, and another thing that has, that I've really been thinking a lot about lately is it doesn't matter what you say to me with your words, because you can say I'm for you and I want to help you and I want to do all these things. But when you don't do those things, you can give lip service to the things all the time, but you're really known by your actions and yeah, judge them by their actions. That's their, right. Their actions are everything, right? Anybody can provide word, lip service, platitudes. I'm all on your side. We're going to help. We're going to do great things. And then they just ghost and they're gone or you don't, you know, nothing comes out of it. They either we're only trying to get something from you, which typically how those conversations go, especially in business where it's like, you know, I'm going to help you, but you know, I need this thing first. Like I need, you know, I need this really high level introduction. Can you make that introduction? I mean, we're going to do such good things together and you give them the intro and suddenly they evaporate like fog in the morning, like they're gone. And you're like, well, that didn't work out like I expected. Like I thought that was a believer and he was going to help me. And I did this introduction. I used my capital with this person to introduce these people and now they're just trying to run and do their own thing from a, a, a business or greed or whatever they're trying to do, right? Get something out of that person as well. You made that intro. Now you've spent that capital with that person and it, they never reciprocated anything when that was the agreed upon, right? That happens with Christians. It happens with the regular business world. You know, you can, I mean, there's so many examples of, of how we need to be careful and you're rightly saying discerning, Right. Because you would like to come with the belief that they're a believer. Like, say, there's like a, there's, there's Christian networks where they're all Christian businesses and business owners can kind of network with each other and find and want to use them. You know, it's like the Jews do the same thing, right? They have a great network for helping the Amish, similar, similar structure. The Christians are not, that's not as strong and it's not as vetted and it's really more difficult to find. And then a lot of Christians don't support it. You know, they're like, well, you know, I really want this from, you know, I want this service from these people because it's cheaper, right? And so we don't even prop ourselves up in that category. But but we also would think, you would think or hope that it's more vetted when you do get them and that they're not just out to be, you know, somebody who's going to take advantage of you or. Well, and I, I have seen people in the business world, especially when it comes to me being a woman. And I don't know if they think that I'm naive or if they think that I don't see through their tactics, but some of it, I just, I let go because ultimately I need to be right 
in the eyes of the Lord, and I need to walk in a manner worthy of my calling. And so it's not worth it for me to call them out on what they're doing because I see it. And and that just breaks my trust. So when it comes to a future business dealing, I probably won't invite them back into my space or to be a part of something that I'm doing because they've lacked integrity. Yeah. Okay. So you, you bring up the, how do we respond portion, right? So we gave the commentary now you're addressing that. How do we do this? I think some of what you do is colored by, you said you don't like conflict. So you you take the approach, and I see this quite frequently, of, ah, okay, you got me once, you're not going to get me twice. And I'm not going to help you, and I'm not going to do anything with you, and I'm not going to recommend you, and I'm not going to, if anyone else asks me, I will be honest with them and tell them what transpired. They can make their own decisions, but you've lost an ally now in this space as a Christian a business owner, you've lost an ally. And so you're not actively trying to poison them everywhere else where you go tell everyone in the world that they're terrible and try to burn them down, right? You take a very good measured approach and you leave it to the Lord, you know. Because ultimately, you know, vengeance is mine, I was going to just Lord. say that exact phrase, but I, yeah. I'm all about, I'm all about uh, holding people accountable in that space, right? So we, we differ in that. For me, I have directly called people out to their face, or I have told them, you will, I will let the world know what you're doing, right? If it's particularly criminal, like if, it's really, if they're really being nefarious, then yes. If they're just being that sort of lukewarm Christian who, you know, the high holidays, church attender, and have, puts a sticker on their car so they look cool and they, they fit in and they can use that leverage, right? Those are that's deceitful and and that's that's not someone I would associate with. And I have had experiences where they were believers and things just didn't work. And it doesn't mean they were not being who they should be. It just doesn't work out, right? Whether that was the opportunity didn't materialize or the business was not a fit, right? Like I'm trying to I'm trying to merge two business or use them as a vendor or, or a, yeah, and it and just didn't work, right? That's a and totally that, and that, different. That's not to be mistaken for. I still trying to work with them, but it didn't work out. They're not, not being a bad actor, right? Because the ones who intentionally become bad actors or who put greed above good. And they now are saying, like an example is someone who owns an HVAC company, right? And they, they even made the name of the company something from the Bible, right? And they started off very much being the way they're supposed to be. And HVAC is just ripe with with scam and fraud like it's probably the most scammed business in the world like because no one knows what happens in the attic and they don't know the machines and no one knows what's going on and everybody gets scammed there's a it's a, a even the people in the industry know this is really hard to find honest good people right and these people started off doing the very right thing and it did really good work they even did you know really good by us but as time went on and they it seems they diluted their business model with non-believers and let other people run who were not affirmed believers that bought into that, things changed dramatically. And then service was degraded. And they, you know, whenever there was a major problem, the owners would pop in because we knew them and fix it. But like a good portion of it was terrible. And it's just gone down over time, right? And that's the Christian just losing the Christian part of their their business and letting it go over time. I'm not calling 
Right. Yeah. Specifically, it's what just I'm saying is it, the brand oh, is diluted, right? The brand so is if diluted. you're calling the Christianity yourself, part is diluted, right? If you're yeah. calling yourself a believer and you want to do business as a believer, but then you allow people in or you allow practices in, that and can any be, business can happen. That can happen, right? Yeah. And and I think in my world, I think what I see is a, I see a lot of people who say, "I'm your friend. I want to, you know, I want to do stuff together. I want to help you." But I think a lot of them really are so self-centered and self-focused and, and that may be opportunist, that right? may be in every industry but I, I know just personally I've seen a lot of that recently and it, it's really it's it's sad because I think it it hurts their walk because if I'm seeing it other people are gonna see it too well I mean look like if this was Hollywood then we expect everyone to be a sycophant right and we expect that. In this business, in, in a Christian business, if you are and have a business and profess to be a Christian, and that is the foundational piece of your of of your of your company, where you have you have laid it to the Lord and you've given that job that company to the Lord and say, "I'm going to do this for you," right? Then you absolutely start op- operating like you're you know on the Vegas strip and you're running because it's just all gamble and it's all shadow and smoke and mirrors and you're not being, then you're, I mean, you're, it's this wrong, right? You're not being that. And I, and I don't, I think Christians have a hard time sometimes a supporting other Christians in business because sometimes it's just, that's not, I mean, Amazon's cheaper. And then there you go, right? And instead of that Christian hardware store that's down the street, right? It's those kind of things. Convenience is the is the enemy of a lot of this. But also, we don't when we do see it going wrong or or or, or being misrepresented, we don't call them out. We don't we don't hold ourselves accountable as Christians when God has called us to do that. He's absolutely called us to do that. And I don't mean like turn into like Christian Karen and just start losing it on a business, right? That's not what I'm talking <laughs> about. But if we held each other more accountable for these things, I think we'll be, we would see a shift in how this works, right? I think we would see a, a, a big shift in saying, oh, okay, because that's sort of like our own housekeeping, right? Like if we had someone in the church who's, claims to be, who's a deacon who claims to be a, a believer and is supporting the church, but you see him all the time doing something that is completely wrong and just pick a sin or pick an activity that, you know, he's... I don't, whatever, robbing banks on the weekends, whatever it is, right? You and we would, he would be called out for that. But but the businesses, we don't, we tend to just, we tend to vote with our wallet. We just say, I'm not going to do business with you anymore, right? And that just pushes hardship on the business. They're not told or, or called out for what they're doing. Then there's more hardship, so they turn to more questionable tactics and push farther away from the Christian to they just become a business that's just like the rest of the world. And there's none of that glory that the God could have delivered to them, that God could have delivered to them. It's just they're just trying to do business and survive now, and they're going to push farther down the tunnel. When maybe things could have been different, they said, hey, brother, like I get what you're doing, but this is not right. Like we need, Let's talk about this, and maybe I can help you. Because there's people that you're going to interact with in the business, and they can come and really help you. And they may have offered, you know what, Look, I, I'd like to help you. I'd like to invest in what you're doing, but you got to do it this way because we're Christians and I believe this is how it should be done. This is what you profess to what it to be. Those kind of things we could really build up and build back, but not so much. You know? Yeah, and I think 
Another verse in the Bible, it talks about, you know, thinking of others more than ourselves. And I think that's what a lot of this boils down to. It's this hustle and grind culture that the world has become and that I have to get mine instead of how can I love and serve other people, which is a Christian value to think of others first, to want to love them and serve them, that they feel like they have to do all these things and be in all these places and and it doesn't matter who they hurt along the way if it can you know help them to to spread their message more and to me that's all backwards it's really backwards if you are you know trying to share a message of of Christ yet you're stepping on other people to get your message out as opposed to helping build others up yeah if you make it to the wall and you're going to go over don't just climb over somebody to get there like stop turn around give them a hand and pull them up with you that's how it's supposed to be it's not that i run and you're crouching down to climb and i jump on top of your shoulders and jump over the wall and i leave you behind that's not how that's what the world looks like that's not what christians should look like we shouldn't do that to each other we should always be stopping turning around and giving someone a hand like that's important and that's how we would. That's how we win this, right? That's why we build. We, that's how we can have our own economy. We can have a Christian economy where we all our businesses support each other, and we're a vast network of connected uh, businesses and and support and charities and all those things that we're not shoved aside in the world. We're not marginalized by the world because we are doing what the Bible says and what we profess to believe. We could be unstoppable, like we as as a faith block you know christians could have all of the business we need none of the none of the negative things right we're not being pushed out we don't like the movies we've got new stu- we got studios that are making christian movies right it's happening you don't like you don't like amazon or you don't want to, you don't want to shop and pay for them we have our own amazon we have our own network of shopping right we have businesses that are supporting that and then every all of our needs our plumbers our electricians you know our yard maintenance our whatever pick it right Christians can flood these spaces and we, we believe and operate as Christians and we support each other and we help each other. The world would act look like that's some kind of radical, like, oh my gosh, what, what are you talking about? Like you're trying to take over? Yes, we are. We're trying to take over. We want to get back to what it was, right? We want Christians to have that network and not be marginalized and pressured to make a rainbow cake or not be pressured to do something that's counter to our faith. But the business world is saying, oh no, you don't, you, your, your, your score is terrible. You know, whatever your the gay index score, whatever it is, you know, zero to a hundred. And, and if you get a zero, then you get pushed out of business and banks don't loan you money. And then you can't do things. And like, man, let's do it on our own sideways. Just totally take, start our own banks, have our own things. And then we can't get marginalized as, as, a, as, as believers. That's how we should do business with each other. Right. And keep, have gatekeepers to keep the non-believers or the false ones who are trying to come in and take that. It's hard, but we can do it. Yeah, I love that. But I also think there is, I want to circle back to something that you said earlier, and that's accountability, but also personal responsibility. So for, for me, maybe it's you know, evaluating, could I have done things differently or said things differently or handled this situation differently? Being self-aware and 
self-regulating and uh, and understanding like my part in the situation, right? Because I think a lot of people can be oblivious to the ways that they hurt or harm other people yeah, because sure. they're because they're not because they're all because they're back to that self-focus, right? Yeah, you're you're super good at that, but I, 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 yes, right. The the self analysis and awareness of it, and how, having your faith be on the same level as your business acumen or your business practice. Like it should, they should be inextricably woven together. You should not be able to unwind one from the other. That's how you should operate. And so, when you encounter people who are professing to be that way and not, how do you handle that? We've outlined a couple of ways, but you have to you to take it to the Lord and say, "What do I do with this? Where do I go? Like, do I call my brother out?" Do I address it with him? Do I never do business with him again? Like what, how do I, how do I operate? You know, those are things that I take it to the Bible first every time, but the self-analysis piece, which you're tremendous at, you constantly amaze me when you do that, how you'll come back later and just be like, Hey, I thought about all this and this is what I can. I'm just like, wow, that's so good. Well, and I've had a lot of people tell me the like the way that I do things, they're like, Misty, everything you do is done with excellence. And that's because I believe that I truly believe that when the Lord says, do everything, you know, for the Lord, that that's, that's how I want to operate. And, and I've also been told a lot, you're such a person of integrity. And it's a hard going to mint. It right? is very hard, it and you is. can and spend you can it in lose two minutes. It in two minutes, yep. yeah. Spend your lifetime getting that one. Yeah, shabby Jesus, not a thing. Not I like <laughs> that shabby Jesus. <laughs> it's not a thing. No, we want to do all to the glory of God, yep. whether we eat or drink or whatever Excellent. we do. Excellence, yes, and um, not perfection. People are caught up in the perfection. None of us can be perfect ever in anything ever. That's right. But we can strive for excellence all the time. Excellence, not perfection. Yep. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. It's a trap. Perfection's a trap. Yeah, it is. And so is comparison. So we'll we'll save that for another episode and another day. But I think this has been a really helpful conversation about, first of all, that self-responsibility of acting in a way that is going to honor the Lord in whatever we do in our in our personal lives and in, in our business decisions and dealings. And then you've given us some things to think about and and whether we confront someone or we let the Lord deal with them or or even creating a parallel economy where we can operate with our brothers and sisters and support them and and basically vote with our dollars. Like I don't want to give this company money anymore that I know that doesn't support morals and values. But specifically when it comes to dealing with other believers in the workplace, I think you've given us some good things to think about and would love for you to just have the last word on this episode. I think the biggest takeaway should be if you're having dealings in business or as a business to business or at work, with Christians, do you see them, do you know they're Christian? How did you find out they were a Christian? Some don't ever offer it up, but you can tell by their actions. Their actions tell you they're a Christian or they profess to it. And does their profession line up with their behavior? I think you brought up the most succinct thing earlier, which is whatever they say is fine and dandy, but but their actions tell you everything you need to know. And, and those actions will then color how you respond and how you interact and what you do. And if it's not in alignment with, with faith, then maybe they're not that, right? And you have to make decisions on how you go forward with them and, and, and how you interact. 
whether it's your business or their business. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, thanks for joining us again today on the Spark Influence podcast. If you like what you hear, please take time to leave us a review. If there's something that you'd like us to address, we'd love to hear from you. So please reach out to us and let us know how we can best serve you. Thank you so much for joining us again today.